It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 4-1 to in the season opener. Banner-raising ceremony. I can look out right now. I can see that beautiful Stanley Cup champions banner and the Golden Knights start that defense of the Stanley Cup with a big victory over the Seattle Kraken 4-1. to And to help us break this one down, we go back over to the radio booth and bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. So, Dan, let's start with the banner. Let's start with the ceremony. What what memories started to flood back for you as you saw that slot machine and Mark Stone <laughs> pull the lever to raise the banner? <laughs> well, you know, the Golden Knights always have a way of doing, you know, something you don't expect, and that was the case with that. Uh, who would imagine a giant slot machine on the ice at T-Mobile Arena, but that's what we saw. <laughs> and to see not only the the ceremony with the players coming out, but, um, you know, the, the Golden Knight himself, you know, thrusting the sword into the stone and then pulling it out. Um, sort of a call back to how everything began six years ago, and it was six years ago today that the Knights played their first ever home game. And, um, you know, the video that attempted to capture golden knights history including the playoff run and it's near impossible to capture six years of history in a short video but it it, it did and there are some things some images that we see that uh, call memories to mind but ultimately when you um, you know you see the images of that game five here in this building that uh, will be a special day for a lot of people for as long as we live and uh, this was the final recognition of that for this group and now time to defend so you close the book on the accomplishments of last season you try to get yourself into the mindset into the the right headspace to to play a national hockey league game a a bit disjointed i I think is probably the best way to describe the golden knights probably throughout the entire 60 minutes but you know one constant for me in this game was aiden hill i thought he was sharp early on allowed the golden knights to kind of settle in and made some phenomenal saves yeah Aiden is so confident in himself. So, you know, even in like in the preseason where he tried to make that kind of windmill pad stack save, you know, mm-hmm. he was saying like, oh, I was so close. He got yeah. a piece of it with his glove. And, you know, things that, you know, he would try in the preseason, maybe he wouldn't quite approach it that way in the regular season. You know, he's got a self-assurance that has only been buoyed by a championship and a new contract. He grew over the course of last year, of course, time away because of injury, and who knew if he was going to get back in because Brossois had been playing so well until Brossois got hurt and so on and so on. But uh, through it all, you, you feel and you just get a sense of Aiden that his confidence along with his play blossoming. And so it's not, shouldn't be anyway, that surprising that he turned in that kind of performance. He made saves that were impressive because of his positioning and his size, but he also made some of those extra special quick reflex acrobatic saves too. He he made impressive stops in multiple ways today, and that's the most impressive part. You know, when you look at uh, one of the other aspects of this game, I think that the Golden Knights really hit their stride. It was the penalty kill, right? And and Jack Eichel, Mm. a a big part of that. Four minutes, ten seconds, shorthanded for Jack Eichel. Like, you'll take the point. Obviously, the the empty net goal, it's great. But 
that's an, an extra layer to Jack's game this year, that responsibility on the penalty kill. And, and I thought the Golden Knights penalty kill tonight was fantastic. Yeah, and as it relates to Jack, you remember a few years back when Alex Tuck was given penalty kill responsibilities and how being in that mode, that mindset, can unlock other aspects of the game. You heard Braden McNabb a few minutes ago talking about hearing Jack give him the play-by-play, the yeah. vision of the ice. You know, Jack is all the more focused on the play. And, you know, it's if you're a football player and you're a defensive player, you're kind of watching, you know, that side of it. If you're an offensive player, you're watching that side. Well, all of a sudden, if you're an offensive-minded guy like Jack Eichel and you're looking at a defensive aspect of the game, it just engages you more. So I, I he's so talented. Yeah. And he's also going to be thinking about shorthanded goals, too. I mean, <laughs> that has happened a few times. Like, that's not going to hurt. And frankly, is a threat that the, another team would have to be conscious of. So that, that was impressive. Uh, this group has shown in a lot of different ways that it can be so strong at penalty killing. Um, they didn't score on the power play today, but they had some pretty good looks. So even though that they did not score a power play goal, you'd have to say 11 minutes of time shorthanded, and they gave up 10 shots, blocked a heap load more. It has to be a positive in the special teams department. So certainly things you can clean up here if you're the Vegas Golden Knights moving forward, and we know it's a marathon, but, you know, you, you take the win, you start the season off on the right foot. Any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Thursday night up in San Jose? We never like to see someone injured at any point in time, but especially on opening night. So you think about Will Carrier, who was injured in the second period for Vegas, and then Brandon Tandev injured in the third period on the hit by Brett Howden. Didn't appear to be malicious, but that doesn't take away the result, which is match penalty for Brett and Tanev not returning. So you hope that the injured players aren't out for long uh, as it affects the Golden Knights lineup. If Howden is suspended, we don't know that for sure, but a match penalty, you know, it'll be reviewed. Carry a potential injury. Pavel Dorofiev is a natural to uh, step right in, but who might be the other player if, in fact, the Golden Knights need somebody from Henderson. I don't know, but that will be something I'm sure Bruce gets asked about. Um, and if not tonight, we'll probably have an answer within the next day or so. But uh, that and uh, who starts on Thursday? Is it Hill again or Thompson? If it were me, I'd go back to Thompson um, just to, you know, kind of get things rolling, give each guy a start. It's not a back-to-back here, uh, obviously, so you don't have to go to the other goaltender, but, you know, they were, they were both great last year. Thompson was an all-star, and Hill won the Stanley Cup. So <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine you want to get both both guys going. The good news is here, there, there's not like a long layoff. Sometimes yeah. when you play the first game, you might have several days. No, they're, they're playing Thursday. They're playing Saturday. They're right into the typical routine of game every other day or close to it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I go Logan Thompson, get both guys in as early as you possibly yeah. can, mm-hmm. and start that rotation. Great stuff as always, Dan. Fantastic night, fantastic fun. I hope you enjoyed it. It sounded like you did, and uh, we'll chat on uh, Thursday. You too, Ryan. Thanks very much. Good night. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights as they raised their Stanley Cup banner to the rafters earlier on this evening we're back with more on the vgk post game show you're listening to the vegas golden knights radio network we're back to the vegas golden knights post game show now here's your host ryan wallace 
The rest of October at the Fortress includes can't-miss games like a Western Conference Final rematch and the Nevada Day matinee. Get your tickets today and catch these memorable moments in person. It's the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 4-1. to Let's head downstairs to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. We're trailing 3 nothing early, so I guess how important was it for Aiden to kind of settle things down, make those big saves, including the one that set up Chandler's goal? Yeah, you know, we weren't on top of our game early, and as I said, I'm not surprised. I figured we'd get to it eventually. Would it be good enough? And turned out it was. A lot of that had to do with Aiden early. A um, couple chances that they might have been off net as well. And But we got the saves early we needed. They, they were finding their D and our kind of like changing sides, and their D were stepping into pucks, and we were protecting the slot well. And, but we got the saves we needed, and then we made a play off the rush, right? Something they do well is, is um, they're a good rush team. And I thought that's where we were good for the most part. I don't think we gave them a lot off the rush. Maybe from uh, ozone play where their D j jumped up the ice at times, but in general. Um, so we started managing pucks better. Usually that's the case, and you're playing below their goal line. So I thought we started playing more how we play. And uh, it showed in the second period. Um, thought we found our game and did enough to win. I know, listen, I think throughout the league early in the year, there's a bit of, I'll, I'll use the word sloppy, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to the players. It's just guys are not used to this intense level right away. It just It's, it's a tough uh, switch to flip. So you want to be on the right side of these scores till you find that intensity level. So that that's the positive. We'll always keep trying to build our game. And, and the games I watched tonight, we were watching Pittsburgh and Washington. Pittsburgh lets it, you know what I mean, that they allow some goals from the slot. So it's going to happen to every team early on where you, until you get your details down. And we'll keep uh, harping on that. Well, ben, then Jesse and Alan, Chris. Bingo, it's Las Vegas Regional. Hi, Bruce, just what was your reaction to seeing that banner grow up and come out of a slot machine? The slot machine was freaking cool I thought but I I couldn't see it at first because they have the big uh, archway that was in my way and you know you're going through scenarios and you head for the actual game and then I looked over I thought it was pretty neat um, the banner itself too a great design uh, I did get a sneak peek at that they had the game pucks early someone told me it'd be similar so once again they've done a great job here with um, you know those details of uh, sort of performance and, and, and art and creativity so uh, good for them Hi, Bruce. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. You mentioned you kind of find your game in, like sort of in the middle of the game. What, did, what stuck out to you about just maybe the strongest points of your game or what you were most happy with when you guys were on? Yeah, listen, I think we, we eventually got going even in the first period later. You know, we, we did have to kill two penalties early again, so it takes them out of the, ry the rhythm of your game. So there's a little bit of that. It gets their top guys get some touches. And um, what, what do I think it is? I think it's below the goal line. Uh, offensive zone reloading four check plays like you know we got a couple of really good looks there uh, Marsh ends up scoring a goal on one of those plays it's a bit fortunate but again it's it's how we play we want to be reloading and four check and staying on top of people right after that I think it was Carly gets the same chance off a deflected four check puck where we're reloading in the right spot so all of those things are what we look like when we're if it doesn't work the first time we're a second effort team that's what I love about our team last year as we got going to our identity we can be a second effort team in the ozone, yet we still make plays like we did on Stevie's goal off the rush. So, you know, you can't just assume we're not going to connect either. So we've got lots of skill, but we, we stay on, on pucks. Um, defensively, I thought they did a good job 
pressing us below the goal line as well, getting pucks moving again. Defensemen getting used to that type of pressure is hard to replicate, even though you have preseason. So those are things we'll work on. And our penalty kill, I thought, was a lot better. We got away with a couple of uh, mistakes there at the start of the major with a seam pass. Um, but in general, I thought our structure was good. We got our clears. We're more aggressive. Uh, and Hilly, made, when he made saves, he was able to freeze the puck so we could get... We weren't stuck, right? Like that, that helps you too on the on the penalty kill. So good for him for tracking pucks well and uh, getting a whistle so we get some fresh legs out there. Alan. Uh, hey, Bruce. Alan Snell with LDSportsBiz.com. Um, can you put into words just the role of this team in the community on a night like tonight where <clears throat> there's so much celebration even off the ice and just how far the franchise has come in six years? I know that last year was your first year and you came from a community that was had a lot of history in Boston. Things are so new here, a lot of new people. I was just wondering, can you talk a little about the role of the team in this particular community? Well, I don't know the exact, but I'd say they've, they've been, they've gratefully accepted their role to be uh, out in the community and going back to the first year, lifting spirits, helping the healing process, and now uh, just building goodwill. Um, and I think they're trying to truly grow the game. I know I'm, at rinks a lot, and I think our, our players are very good at that. They want the game of hockey to thrive, and the best way to do that, yeah, you put a good product on the ice so people come see you, but you want kids playing as well. So doing their best to be out and about in that. I know we've had the cup here. Uh, Marshy's done some things. I've tried to do some things as well to get kids, in, you know, uh, to see that and, and be involved. So a credit to the guys, but it, it's the front office, I think, helps push that along. They're the guys that drive that. Um, so I don't know if I have one word for that, but it seems like they've um, been real good at accepting that, that that's just part of it and should be part of it. I think Summerlin has something to do with that. I, I'm using Summerlin because a lot of our guys live there and we're very close in there, so you're close together and um, you can get together and do some of those things. And then it branches out into the Vegas and the you know, great, you know parts in between, I guess, so to speak. So good for the guys. I, I think you should. I think you should give back. They're celebrities in their own right, but they're still dads and brothers and sons and stuff. So to get out with people, uh, especially to grow the game of hockey, I think is, is awesome. Chris G, Chris C, I'll come back to Danny and finish up with Dan. <laughs> Hey, Coach Chris Collick, Vegas Hockey. Now, um, the team was able to create a lot of chances off the rush, quick transitions. Was that a product of successful breakout passes, or was there something else you saw across the neutral zone that created those opportunities? Well, the first one was, uh, you know, the, I think it was Petro hit Stevie in the middle of the ice, and all of a sudden we're on a three-on-two, right? So to me, I'm sure if you're, you know, Dave Haxtell is probably saying, well, we've got to tidy that up, right? And that's just, like I said, it's the start of the year detail stuff where their third forward just wasn't quite high enough. And you're not catching Stevie if you, once you make that play in there. He's gone. So, and then his wingers did a great job. Uh, I think typically the transition game for us works the best when our neutral zone gaps from our D, especially coming out of the O zone, are good and tight where we're not giving guys... Uh, clean access to our end because our forwards are willing to reload and work hard. That was a big staple of our team last year. And we really got going when we looked like we're supposed to look. Our D were able to stay up, and even if they didn't kill the play, as long as they affected it or influenced it, we'd have we'd have guys coming back to, you know, to sort of retrieve the loose puck or kill the play uh, after the D. And that's when we're at our best. And our guys are long, so you don't have to be the fastest. But if they're long and they're working from the middle out. 
then we're, we're that's when, like I said, I think we're really good. And especially against teams like Seattle that really incorporate their D in the rush, that's a, a thing in the NHL now. And if you're not careful, you can you can overcommit to a, a rush and, and you kill it and all of a sudden you're chasing back and you're defending, uh, chasing towards your own net. That That's not a great formula either. So that's what we try to, to do to teams when we're on. We weren't early. And then as the game went on, we did a better job of that. Chris. Hey, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ivan Barbashev has a pretty unique skill set in that he's got a lot of high offensive talent, but he could also wallpaper you in the corner like I think he did to Matty Beniers tonight. So when you have a guy with that type of skill set, how beneficial is it to that top line to have that type of player out there? Well, it made a big difference in our team last year, right? Like we, we tried different people there, and you get a guy that's good on the walls that's not going to slow down guys like Eichel and Marsh. So, right, you, you, sometimes you'll put a guy up there, but he's wrecking a lot of plays because he doesn't have the skill set to sort of move the puck and get the puck to those skill guys. And Barbie's not that guy. He's got enough enough talent to complement those guys. You saw it on his finish. We've seen it on the walls now for since he's gotten here when he gets inside. And then you bring the other element of the game if – you know, if teams want to match up a skill line, they got Barbie out there, and or their D want to get active, and all of a sudden, as you say, he's wallpapering them. Um, do people still do that? Do they still wallpaper? Yeah, they do, right? All right, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I thought that was my, you know, younger days, but um, I like it. Wallpaper. I've never used that. Um, I got it from Gary Wallace. So. Oh, you did. Well, Gary knows hockey, so there you go. Um, but he can do that and hard. And, if, and, and people know it now. Like, they're aware when he's on the ice. When, when Barbie's on the ice, trust me, everyone in the league now knows, like, hey, keep your head up because he, he can drive through and he takes good angles and he's a clean, he's a clean hitter. So, yeah, it's big, huge for our team. And I think those two guys feel good knowing he's out there being able to do that to balance the physicality that, hey, if you want to start running our top guys, be careful what you wish for because you'll get it back. So I think that, that helps. Helps everybody. <coughs> Some New England houses still have wallpaper, not out here. <laughs> Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Uh, Bruce, we didn't see Will Carrier for the last half of the game. Any update on him? Yeah, he has an upper body. Um, had to leave, couldn't come back. So when you don't come back, that's um, usually means it's a little more serious than just a little nick. So, but again, he'll get his. He'll get looked at tonight or or the latest tomorrow morning. Hopefully, it's nothing long term. Um, you know how we got a penalty too, so that's two guys in the let. We end up playing short two left wingers tonight, so you have to move some people around. We have Dora Fayev, obviously, if we need need be and get an opportunity. <clears throat> but um, you hate to lose guys this early. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, does it become normal now, like a normal yes, season? Yes. Thank now? you for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or or will it not be because wherever you guys go, the Stanley Cup champs are in town, and maybe we're going to get. Well, that's paper. nice, and that's okay, but but there's. There's not all the, you know, uh, ceremony with it. It's just, it's more the respect part, right? And that's what you want. You want to play for it. You want to be respected around the league. So, yes, uh, the last, that's the other thing early on, right? You know, we did a couple things the last few days in and around the community as well. Um, and you knew that it's going, to affect, it's going to affect the players a little bit in some way, shape, or form. And I thought we were a little, a little behind early on, and it did. But we got through it. So that's a credit to the group. So, yes, I think now things become real. Uh, you know, guys are probably walking around today with some tomorrow with bumps and bruises. It's hockey. It's on again, right? They're used to getting hit. So uh, it'll be very normal in that regard. 
Um, how it goes when we go to different arenas, as I said, I think we're going to get a lot of teams' best shot, especially early on. And if we're up to the task, we'll get it all year. And that, that's what we want. Uh, if we're not, then you know, some other team will be the kind of the measuring stick team. But we'd enjoy that for a while. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, Thanks, thank everybody. Eleven thirty at City Night. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the VGK postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 4-1. to Vegas 1-0 on the year, two points in the bank, and a banner raised to the rafters for the Golden Knights. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. You just heard from Bruce Cassidy. Will Carrier left about midway through the second period. Upper body injury will be evaluated in the coming days. Uh, but time will tell as to how serious and, and how long Will Carrier may be out of the lineup. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. game we go back to the first period in the Golden Knights. We were able to raise their Stanley Cup banner to the Raptors, and though it took them a little while to get going, Chandler Stevenson finished off a pretty passing play to open the scoring for the Golden Knights. Knights are in, out in, backdoor pass, and they score! Chandler Stevenson, 1-0 Golden Knights! Once again, the Knights speed kills in transition, following a brilliant save from Hill. Chandler Stevenson's first of the season from Brett Howden and Mark Stone, 7-16 of the first period, made it one to nothing Vegas. And the Golden Knights would add to their lead later in the period as William Carlson's hustle forced a misplay from Brandon Tanev and a gimme goal for Jonathan Marchessault. All the way into the trapezoid. Centering pass out of nowhere. Oh, and a loose puck. It goes into the goal. The Knights have made it 2-0. Jonathan Marchessault, Johnny on the spot. Five minutes to go in the first. Jonathan Marcheseau, unassisted, 14:57 of the first period, makes it two to nothing, Vegas. So the Golden Knights would take that two nothing lead into the second period and extended the lead early on as Ivan Barbashev dashed through the slot and ripped a laser home. Lead pass, Barbashev is in. He shoots. He scores. Ivan Barbashev makes it three nothing, Golden Knights. A minute 20 into the second period. Once again, he finds himself behind the defense, this time with speed. With a defender on his back, he's still got a shot away. Ivan Barbashev from Braden McNabb, 1 minute 20 seconds into the second period, makes it 3 to nothing Vegas, but the Kraken would push back later in the period as Jared McCann picked up a deflected pass and beat Aiden Hill. In front of shot, score! Seattle gets on the board. Went off Jared McCann, who had 40 last year for Seattle, manages to find a loose puck drifting toward the left circle, and Seattle trails 3-1. to one. Jared McCann from Jordan Eberle, 8-19 of the second period, makes it 3-1 to one, Vegas. We'd head to the third period, and Aiden Hill came through just like he did in the Stanley Cup final with two fantastic saves in the third period to keep it 3-1. to one. Now a stretch on the left, a shot, kick down, kick save, and a beauty from Hill. Somehow Veneers got through unmarked. Now a loose puck, sliding save by Hill. What a combo! Aiden Hill flashing all over. And he keeps it a two-goal lead for Vegas. 
fantastic sequence there for Aiden Hill early in the third period, and Jack Eichel would ice the game as he sent the fans home happy with an empty net goal. Bodied off by Stevenson. Pops loose to the circle. Stone starts it out. Eichel shoots and scores! Eichel from Stone. 4-1 Vegas. Empty netter with a minute 15 to play in the third period. Jack Eichel's first of the year, an empty net goal from Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson, 1845 of the third period, made it 4-1 to Vegas, and all that was left was the final call. Oregon plays it across, 2-1-0. All she wrote in the opener. The Knights raise a banner, and they collect two points. 4-1, Vegas defeats Seattle at T-Mobile Arena. 4-1, the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken in the home opener. Banner-raising night for the Vegas Golden Knights to start the season 1-0. We're back to wrap it up next on the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. You're listening to the Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 4-1, to start their title defense on the right foot. And for the Golden Knights, it was really about settling in. I thought Aiden Hill was fantastic early on in the game. It was important for him to make some big saves. You heard Bruce Cassidy talk about it. They got the saves that they needed, and that allowed the Golden Knights to kind of find their footing, get themselves in the groove, and, you know, open up a couple of goals, right? You get a lead. You're starting to feel pretty good about where you're at. And then midway through the game, late half of the second period, and then certainly in the third period, I thought the Golden Knights were better, uh, got to their game, didn't really have too much in, in terms of breakdown in their own zone, and when they did, Aiden Hill was fantastic. We'll keep an eye on Brett Howden, whether or not there'll be any supplemental discipline uh, for his high hit and match penalty in the third period on Brandon Tanev, and then obviously Will Carrier left the game in the second period, upper body injury, did not return, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that in the coming days. But for tonight, the Golden Knights got to raise a banner. They got to, I mean, like think about it from this perspective, right? It's ridiculous. Mark Stone pulled a lever on a gigantic slot machine, and a banner came out of the slot machine and, and raised to the rafters. Like, if that's not quintessential Vegas, I don't know what is. This organization's fantastic. This was a great, great night, and the Golden Knights put the icing on the cake with a big two points and a 4-1 victory over the Seattle Kraken. That's going to do it for us here on the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Extended postgame show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken. Start their defense of the Stanley Cup with a nice victory here inside T-Mobile Arena. And, you know, for my money, everything, everything was perfect tonight. Uh, was the game perfect? No. Sloppy? Yes. Are you going to be able to build into your game? For sure. But the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights were able to deliver on all fronts. The, the pregame ceremony, the banner-raising, everything top to bottom, uniquely Vegas, and I'll take that all day long. Uh, we're we're going to talk about it for sure 
over the course of the next 30 minutes. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. So let's get right to your calls. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, very good. It's it certainly worth a goose bump or two tonight. What was it like inside the place? It must have been amazing. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I'm not going to lie. It, it was, you know, again, it, it's it's hard, right? Because there's there's two moments in, in terms of sporting events that I've been to that that are, are one and two. Number one was was six years ago today, when the Golden mm-hmm. Knights had their original their their first ever home game. Derek England's speech. I, I'm telling you that that's a that's an all timer for me. It's never going to be topped. And then it was June 13th. Right, like it yeah. was the Stanley Cup final. It was the Golden Knights fulfilling the prophecy. Those are one, two. Uh, today's right up there. It, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal atmosphere. Uh, late start, I think, is is a tough one. But I mean, you see the slot machine come onto the ice. You have an idea of what you're about to see. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. It's almost crazy the way people stay up nights to think of these new and exciting ways of showing us off to the world. But I'm excited that they do the ring, the the banner. Everything is just quintessential Vegas. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. You've seen the replay now on Howden's hit. Does he deserve a suspension? To, to be honest with you, Mike, I, I haven't. I, I saw oh. one replay um, up in the press box. That that's all I've seen. So um, I I don't know. I, I can't I can't give you a definitive answer until I, I really do get a chance to slow it down and, and take a look at it. But, no, I, I haven't seen at least a replay that, that will allow me to form an opinion on whether or not he'll be available on Thursday. Well, I sure hope not, but yet the it would seem that the Toronto hierarchy would want to back up its arbiters on the ice and say, okay, if you thought it was a major, then we're going to back you up and suspend the guy. I don't know. Uh, that it looks like Brisson is going to get a call up quicker than he thought it. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point, Mike, and thanks for the call. I, I, I mean, you look at it objectively, right? If Will Carrier is unable to go, you would imagine that it, it's Pavel Dorofiev drawing into the lineup for the Golden Knights. I, I would imagine that you, you have the flexibility of moving Paul Cotter down to play alongside Waugh and Kolasar. You put Pavel Dorofiev alongside William Carlson, but then if you are missing Brett Howden, it certainly does open up an opportunity for for, uh, uh, for uh, Brendan Brisson. And, and if that's the case, like, good on him. You know, he had a great camp, and, and I think that he'll slot in really well with, with high-end talent and, and, and great players. So it'll be interesting to see what the next couple of days are, but, you know, we'll have to kind of cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Blake, are you there? Can you hear me? Ryan, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you, buddy. Oh, okay. Are we on? Yeah, yeah, we're on. Oh, okay, yeah, I wasn't hearing anything. So, well, I guess, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, how, how was opening night? Just kind of thrown off there for a second, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, it was awesome. I, I mean, you know, you get to see a banner uh, come out of a slot machine. Uh, that's, that's the biggest win you can have, I think, in Vegas, uh, certainly tonight. So, uh, it was cool. Yeah, so just going over the game, obviously the beginning of it was unreal, seeing the, the banner raising, and I'm sure that the building was electric as it was. But I think looking at it uh, from a game perspective, looking at the penalty kill, especially with the replacement of Riley Smith, mm-hmm. uh, 
that Carlson line looked really good and, and the transition out of the zone I thought looked really well. Um, and I think you'll see a more improvement of, of uh, even more shorthanded goals like you saw last year. I think even during that five-minute major, uh, with like a minute 30 left, Kolasar and Carlson were going up. And I think if Kolasar actually skates onto that, I think that's a one-time goal in the back of the net. But I was really impressed with, with how the penalty kill played tonight. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Blake, and thanks for the call. I, I thought the penalty kill was fantastic for the Golden Knights. I really did. Jack Eichel slotting in alongside William Carlson and certainly had quite quite a few minutes, four minutes, ten seconds, to be exact, shorthanded for Jack Eichel. And, you know, the, the idea that you can kind of create some pockets where you can push for offense, uh, because you've got skilled players and, and you've got, you know, maybe some forwards back on defense that aren't necessarily – sure-handed with the puck in those situations. So with with all that being said, I think the Golden Knights can really grow with their penalty kill this season, and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But uh, I'm with you, Blake. I thought the penalty kill was fantastic for the Golden Knights, as was Aiden Hill. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. First off, I'd like to say, man, that was a fantastic banner presentation uh that was that was just beautiful um uh, and then to start off the game just fantastic offense the defense struggled a little bit but first game we'll bounce we'll get it under control and then uh, aiden hill looked really really good tonight so my big question is what is one thing that you think we did very well and what's one thing that you'd like to see us improve on yeah, you know what? Thanks for the call, uh, Mike. I, so one thing that I, I think the Golden Knights did really well is they, you know, they were able they were able to to find their game at, at some point, right? Like it, midway through the second period, it, it's it's a struggle on on a night like tonight where you've got a big ceremony to start. It's a later than usual start. It's the first game of the season. Uh, your your mind is naturally going to go to the memories and commemorating what you've accomplished. So that, that to me, was number one. The fact that the Golden Knights were able to eventually find their game, uh, I thought that that stands out uh, in terms of what I liked from tonight. As far as, um, you know, something that I think that they can do better, I you know, to, to a degree, I think that the Golden Knights uh, can certainly manage the puck better over the course of, of the remaining 81 games. There were some decisions that ordinarily don't happen with this team, some poor puck decisions, and it caused them to you know, have some moments in their own defensive zone that were tough. But outside of that, it's, it's early in the season. Details are going to come back. Uh, I'm not too worried about the Golden Knights in that regard. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Hey, uh, sorry, I didn't know I was on yet. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no worries. Um, well. Yeah, so great start to the season. I wanted to say something really complimentary. Uh, just before I even get into the game, like the, this city the, and, and your station, they you guys cover the Golden Knights better than any other city in the United States covers any hockey team. I can't speak for for the Canadian markets, but I mean, I've lived in the Northeast. I've I've been to cities with with prominent teams, and nobody covers and keeps their their fans immersed and informed. And so, you know, part of the community the way you guys do. So, uh, looking forward to another good season. And great, great job with your show as always. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sal. Did we lose you, Sal? Are you still with us? All right. It looks like we lost Sal, but thanks for the kind words. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, 
please do continue to call back and, and be a, a fixture on this show, the extended postgame show. It is, uh, after all, the, the fans' show. Uh, we'll take a break and come back with more phone calls next on the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 4-1. to Pretty good start to the title defense for the Vegas Golden Knights. You get to uh, raise a banner, and you get two points in the bank. All in all, a perfect night if you are a Vegas Golden Knight fan. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, not too bad. I can't complain. I absolutely cannot complain. This is the <laughs> first year that I've gotten to go to the gold carpet. This mm-hmm. is the first home opener I've been at. And this is the first uh, banner-raising ceremony I've been at. So um, winning the game was like a cherry on top. Yeah. Um, just, I, it was an amazing night. I love it. I can't, I can't complain. <laughs> like, like you'll take the two points, but the game was, was kind of secondary, right? Like the, yeah. Did, did, you, did you imagine that, that when you got to the rink tonight that, that you would see a banner raising from a slot machine? No. And you know what? I <sighs> – I am so silly. I didn't even realize, like, when they had a giant slot machine, that yeah. after Mark Stone pulled it, that that's where the banner was going to come out of. And it just <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah. Because I, I just wasn't ready for it. But, like, of course they had it come out of a slot machine. It's Vegas. Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. It's it's a quintessential Vegas. It's, you know, again, one of, one of the one of the details that, that you just you get every single time with this organization. Anything stand out to you about the game, though? Um, we uh, are – Penalty kills did yeah. a fabulous job, right? Yeah. Like, that was great. Power play needs some work, but <laughs> there's plenty. There's 81 more games left to work on that. Um, Love seeing uh, the penalty, uh, the power, boy, good golly, the penalty kill. Yeah. Um, be able to kill that five minutes without Riley Smith, because I know that's what a lot of us were worried about, was how is that penalty kill going to look without Riley Smith? And, I mean, it looked pretty dang good tonight. Yeah, you know what? Great stuff, Stephanie. Thanks for the call. I'm right there with you. Penalty kill is going to be an important thing to keep an eye on over the course of the season for the Golden Knights. And tonight, uh, a great showing from the the penalty kill for Vegas. You kill off 11 minutes of penalties. That's fantastic stuff. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Taylor. Hey, Taylor, how you doing? Taylor, can you hear me? Taylor, are you there? You're on with uh, with the extended post game show. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, I got gotcha. you. Hey, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to make this real quick. Yeah. Um, this was a great way to start uh, start the season. This was a great way to start defending the title and everything. But I just wanted to really just talk about how everyone. I'm, I'm speaking for everyone who's kind of lived in Las Vegas for a long time or who has grown up here, but everyone remembers where they were October 1st, 2017. Everyone's going to remember where they were October 10th, 2017, when the Knights won their first home game. Everyone's going to remember where they were when the Knights made the Stanley Cup in their first year. And everyone's going to remember where they were when the Knights won the Stanley Cup what do you say? It was uh, June 13th, 2023? Yep. yep, that's correct. And it just it's just uncanny to me how, you know, the motto is kind of how the prophecy was fulfilled. 
and everything. And it's just, it's real cool how the team made this happen and, you know, kind of brought the city together. And it like, it, it didn't happen overnight. It happened in the matter of six years and everything. So just real proud of the team, real proud of the win tonight. And, you know, hopefully this win is the start of another great season for the guys. Yeah, well, excellent call, Taylor. Thanks so much for that. Um, you're right on the money. I, you know, again, it's it's a scenario where the, the city means so much to the organization. The organization means so much to the city, and, and they're so intricately intertwined. And, and you know, it, it's just awesome to see. It's been great to see it build over the course of six years and, and certainly culminate here tonight with a Stanley Cup championship banner going to the rafters and and I imagine it'll it'll live right next to the Vegas strong banner that uh, that went up to the rafters 6 years ago to this day. Let's go back out to the phone lines bring in Marianne. Oh, Marianne. Hi. How you doing? Hi, Ryan. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Just getting over all this emotional tears again. Yeah. From the night. <laughs> but I think they're just absolutely a fantastic, you know, set of guys. And mm-hmm. I just want to, because I couldn't listen to you when I go on hold. Yeah. I lose my radio. You know, I can't listen to what you're saying. But anyway, I just hope nobody, everybody just stay positive about mm-hmm. them not getting hurt. Because even if you think it, you know, mm-hmm. it can happen. And it's kind of like triggering down the way. So just don't everybody even think it. You know, because like everybody was saying, it's the only way that we can probably, you know, even though we're deep get not so great but Mm -hmm. just don't think it and then all the guys that are hurt just send out your positive energy to them and say they're going to get better quick and that's about it all right marianne are they are they going to run it back are they going to win again oh yeah they're back to back i I said that coach cassidy said it at the you know parade or after the first you know um night that they won but yeah of course they are you know that's what i'm saying we don't want that to take him down. And, and of all people, because Zach Whitecrow, he's my he's my guy. Yeah. And <laughs> when he he got, I didn't even know that he had, you know he was out. You know, because I wasn't watch. I didn't have it to watch on TV at the time. I was just watching radio. Yeah. I just didn't realize he was hurt. And then when they came back with him being hurt, I'm going, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then I didn't even know that Martinez and Al tonight. You know, yeah. go with. Um, and brain dead here, Carrier. Yeah. <laughs> but they're going to get better quick, and it's not going to keep happening. And, you know, you just have to think, think good thoughts. That's all. All right. Great stuff, Marianne. Always uh, the the voice of positivity here on the Extended Post Game Show. And, you know, yes. why, why yes. not? You, you, you called it last year. Let's do it again this year. <laughs> and you've got it. You have to think it. It's, it's manifest destiny. Think it, and it shall be. So that's <laughs> all you got to do is. Think the right thing, and it will manifest. So that's all it takes. It's that easy, and people don't really realize it. But it's all the consciousness put together that'll do it. So that's what we got to do. Just think. All right. Great stuff there, Marianne. Thanks so much for the call. Please continue to call in as we go through another season for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. 
Wrapping it up here, extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken. 1-0 to start the year, two points in the bank. Vegas next in action Thursday, 7-30, up in San Jose against the Sharks. And for the Golden Knights, for fans, uh, another phenomenal night. It really is. The last two nights in this building, uh, certainly June 13th, the Stanley Cup. You'll remember that forever, but you'll remember... Uh, tonight forever as well. You'll remember the slot machine. You'll remember that final lap, Mark Stone, Stanley Cup over his head. You'll remember the the, the pulling of the lever on the the giant slot machine to activate the Stanley Cup banner uh, being raised to the rafters. It's just uniquely Vegas. It was a phenomenal night top to bottom, and again, one that I'll remember for the rest of my life, and certainly if you're a fan of this team, uh, a night you'll remember as well. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.